Now and then, we had a hope that if we lived and were good, God would permit us to be pirates. Mark Twain, Life on the Mississippi. Welcome to the Revisionist History Podcast, where we set the historical record straight, no matter who it might offend. I'm Paul, and today we return again to the high seas we explored in a previous episode. This time, however, we're not looking at the great explorers, but at myths surrounding those most romantic of maritime marauders, pirates. It's a sad fact that the vast majority of us have gotten our so-called facts about pirates from three main sources. Robert Louis Stevenson's 1883 classic, Treasure Island, the 1950 Disney movie adaptation of Stevenson's book, and, God help us, Johnny Depp's Pirates of the Caribbean film series. All are exciting stories, and they get almost every fact wrong. So let's dispel some of those cherished myths and finally get some history right about these swashbuckling buccaneers. The first myth we need to dispel is the one that holds the most allure for would-be treasure hunters today. The idea that pirates buried their treasure and that we might actually find it. Unfortunately for you treasure seekers, while a large number of merchant ships carrying gold and silver from the New World back to Spain and Portugal did sink on the way and thus have been discovered over the decades, Pirates weren't really into burying their ill-gotten gains. Much like sailors on shore leave to this day, pirates would spend their loot the first chance they got, most often on gambling, rum, and women. There are really only two recorded exceptions to this not burying treasure rule. Captain Kidd, who allegedly buried millions in loot on Gardner's Island at the east end of Long Island, but was captured and hanged before he could recover it, and Francis Drake, who buried tons of Spanish gold somewhere along the coast of Panama. Since pirates' lifespans were typically short, it makes sense that they wouldn't stick their money in a hole in the ground. Our second myth is that contrary to the Hollywood films, pirates did not make people walk the plank. This mythical practice comes down to us from, again, Stevenson's Treasure Island, though the idea actually started with Robinson Crusoe author Daniel Defoe. If drowning was the punishment decided upon by a pirate crew, they didn't extend a board from the side of the ship and make you walk off the thing. Pirates were practical folk. They simply threw you overboard. They were, however, fond of two other practices that we hear about in pirate lore. Keel hauling, which is dragging a person in the sea from the back of the ship, and marooning people on deserted islands. Those are both actually true. Number three. There's a myth that pirates were only a problem in the 17th and 18th centuries. Now, it's true that when we think of pirates, we think of their so-called golden age, roughly from 1600 to 1750 or so. Once again, this is due in large part to the films that have been made. We expect a certain look, both of our pirates and of their ships. But piracy has existed for as long as people have transported goods by sea. The earliest recorded cases of piracy 
was by the so-called Sea Peoples in the Aegean and Mediterranean Seas in the 14th century BC. The Phoenicians were well-known pirates in antiquity, and Rome battled pirates both during the Republic and Empire eras. Though better known for raiding coastal cities and towns than other ships, the Vikings were, in fact, also pirates. The line in the U.S. Marine Corps hymn about the shores of Tripoli refers to U.S. naval and marine action in the First Barbary War in 1805, fought in part against North African pirates. Piracy has also been widespread in Southeast Asia and Africa throughout recorded history and played a major role in the slave trade, not just in the West, but in Muslim countries as well. And as anyone who follows the news today knows, piracy continues to be a problem in the waters off Somalia, with attacks on oil tankers and other merchant vessels only recently having been brought under some semblance of control. Finally, pirates did not have their own lingo and funny sayings like "r" and shiver me timbers. Most of these phrases come from the 1950 Disney film Treasure Island, in no small part because Robert Newton, who played Long John Silver, used his native dialect from Southwest England. In reality, pirates would have spoken pretty much the same as any other sailor of the time. So that's four myths about pirates debunked. One last thing of interest I found, which does not fall into the myth category, is that most pirate crews were multi-ethnic, with some crews containing up to 30% freed or escaped African-American slaves. According to pirate expert Kenneth Kinker, quote, the deck of a pirate ship was the most empowering place there was for a black man during the 18th century, end quote. It's really a shame that Disney never showed us that. Stay safe out there, mateys. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to today's episode. I hope you found it both informative and entertaining. If you'd like to help us keep episodes like this coming, please consider clicking on the support this podcast link in the show notes. Thanks a lot.